Welcome to our listeners. Hey, this is Marcia Epstein. This is Talk With Me on LawrenceHits.com. And today is actually a local show. What a novelty. <laughs> and, and even though it's National Poetry Month, we're not really talking about poetry, but I get to sneak something in because my guests today are from the Sunrise Project here in Lawrence, Kansas. And the Sunrise Project has this lovely banner created by muralist Dave Lowenstein. And what does Dave Lowenstein call murals? Visual poetry. There you oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great link. <laughs> so there we something. go. We're sneaking it in. So today I have two guests from the Sunrise Project. We'll get to hear some about them. And we'll get to hear a lot about the Sunrise Project, things that are going on. And it is along the theme that I always have in this show, which is about the importance of connection, community, belonging. That's what Sunrise Project is about too. It's not through writing or creating other kind of art, but it's creating good food and good nutrition and good experiences together, all good stuff. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, Thank you for having us. us. I'm glad yeah. to do this. You can try to come up with a haiku at the end or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let Emily be in charge of that. <laughs> so just as we start the show, how about a little bit of intros of each of you so people sure. know who they're hearing? And then, then we'll say, like, are your voices different enough that they'll know which is mm -hmm. you? Or do you have to say, this is Emily? No, this is Melissa. Oh, right. who is it? Oh, well, there's Sunrise. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we are slowly kind of morphing into yeah. one person. So. <laughs> you got us now. Um, this is Emily Hampton. I have a deeper voice, I think. <laughs> and I'm the executive director at Sunrise Project. Um, yeah. And I founded the organization with Melissa. And I'm Melissa Freiberger, and I am director of programs. And I've been privileged enough to be working with Emily for four years now. And the past two years with Sunrise Project's been an amazing experience. So I'm excited to talk about. And both of you have worked in community stuff and nutrition, food stuff, even before Sunrise, right? Yeah, we both, I mean, we have kind of different backgrounds, but um, I worked, started sort of my adult life at United Way. <laughs> I, don't, I, think, what's that? I think I'm sorry, started it. Uh, so not quite at that point. But I started working on it at that point. Um, at United Way, I was AmeriCorps, um, Vista there for a couple of years. So I kind of started working in nonprofit. I guess that was like 2007 or eight. And so I've been working in nonprofit ever since then. Um, Worked there for a couple of years, and then I um, started coordinating Healthy Sprouts, the farm to preschool program at Douglas County Child Development Association. So that's where I met Melissa. And um, from there, that's sort of what Sparks on Rice Project was um, trying to save that program and keep it around. And then we um, we just, the funding started to kind of run out at PCCDA. And so we kind of rethought, you know, where, where else could this fit into? Is there any other place in Lawrence that we could kind of, that could adopt us? Um, and we looked around, you know, the country and like where farm to preschool was usually housed. And it was usually more in like sort of a sustainability and local food organization. And while there's definitely a lot happening around those issues in town, there wasn't really an organization that um, represented all that and could adopt us. So we started our own. So, yeah. And did you move to Kansas from someplace else? No, nope. I've lived, um, I was born in Great Bend, Kansas, moved up here when I was eight. So I basically, this is my hometown and I lived other places when I was younger, but came back mm -hmm. to do school in AmeriCorps and Sunrise Project, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> 
How are you? Awesome. Well, while Emily was out in the community doing all that good work, I was up at the university burying my head in books, being an <laughs> academic, um, and got my PhD in sociology and um, toyed with the idea of going into um, finding a professor position and mm -hmm. just really love it here. And um, saw this job um, opening on Craigslist and applied for the Healthy Sprouts position. Because I love, I've been, you know, admiring some of the things like local food movement and some of those things um, from a distance. And I was like, let's just try this and see. And it's been a great fit, yeah, um, especially working. Right answers. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really good interview. And so I started working with Emily four years ago with Healthy Sprouts. And we just meshed so well and hit it off. And she had this vision for an organization and i was like that sounds amazing because i had seen and read about other things going on nationally and with our determination and our compatibility working together we've been able to make it happen cool. um so yeah kind of had a twisty windy mm -hmm. um route to the nonprofit sector um i moved here from southwest missouri so from a little town called monette so a rural, rural background. And so Lawrence, the biggest city I've ever lived in oh. and been raising my kids here and it's been awesome. Love it here. Cool. Yeah. So just say a little bit right now before we go into detail, just kind of give a sense of like, so what is Sunrise Project? Mm -hmm. Probably what sure. our listeners are going, hmm, not, don't, not gonna, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, there's something about kids and food. I got that part, but I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so when we started the organization, like I said, we were doing Healthy Sprouts, um, and then Lawrence Fruit Tree Project was also, um, had been going on since 2009, and they were kind of a small group of folks that were just trying to promote perennial food production throughout the city and had just started a free food park called Lawrence Community Orchard in East Lawrence through the Common Ground program. Um, and they were getting ready to file their nonprofit status, and so we kind of combined forces um, and at the time, you know, I had also been involved in the Douglas County Food Policy Council and some other kind of local food and environmental sort of groups throughout town and noticed both locally and nationally that it tended to be very, people who were involved in local food and the environment tend to be white, liberal, educated, upper class. I mean, that's just, you know, typically that is what, unfortunately, what's happened across the country with those movements. And that didn't seem right to me. So I just felt like there needed to be mm -hmm. a real push on social justice and incorporating everybody's voices into these issues, which obviously impact everybody. So that's really what Sunrise Project was kind of based on, was bringing together resources and um, programming, dealing with food and the environment, but with a real framework of social justice and inclusion and bringing in new voices um, mm -hmm. to the table. So, and really just, um, you know, kind of what we're about is, um, creating health, but in a holistic way and not just like you need to eat better and you need to exercise more, but around like what you were talking about earlier, just building community. Mm -hmm. You know, what we, we know is that people are actually much healthier when they're more socially connected and civically yes. engaged. And so yes. those are really the two kind of things that we focus on more than even just the food and environmental stuff. Those are kind of the vehicles we use, but yeah. the goal is really social connection and getting people more engaged in the community and with each other. And, people will be healthier. Yeah. So is is Sunrise likely to become sort of a hub for all of those kinds of things in this area rather than, well, this little program is independent, right. this little program and this. 
And I'm not saying that you want to yeah. like take over the world, but <laughs> just to make it easier for people to right. access things. Because I'm still trying to get a handle yeah. on what, what we, it means. We've toyed with that too. So, yeah, yeah, I think I think right now, um, I might be jumping ahead a little bit, but focusing on getting on site and seeing what can happen when we are in our home at 1501 Lennard, uh, the former Sunrise Greenhouse, um, and seeing who can be brought in and have community-led and kind of um, peer-driven shared learning experiences from whoever wants to participate. And that's, like Emily was saying, very important to us is bringing in new voices and perspectives because um, having, you know, just privileged people's perspectives, we're missing out on a lot of creativity, right. on a lot of experiences that need to be understood. And so going back to your question of, are we going to be a hub for all these all these little programs and things that deal with food and environment in our community, not necessarily. Yeah, we were kind of originally thought that when we started yeah. it, but um, well, there's only the two of us. <laughs> yeah, there's so many, so much. And we do we both. So we do Healthy Sprouts, we mm -hmm. do Lawrence Ruchi Project. Um, Melissa then started Food Rocket, which is our, what it has been an after school cooking and gardening club at Cordley. And New York elementaries, we're doing a lot more in class cooking and gardening now with the kiddos. Um, and probably we'll kind of stick with that, but that's kind of our elementary age that we hit. And then we also adopted um, what used to be Summer of Service um, at United Way. They um, kind of passed that project over to us. And so last year was our first year to implement that with ages 12 to 18. So we kind of hit that older age group. Um, and we're tweaking it this year a little bit to focus more on like um, activism and learning along with just volunteering and service, just because the that's the feedback we got yeah. from the youth was that they like, you know, stock in the pantry, pulling weeds, cleaning mm -hmm. up trash, but then they also want to like sit and process what they've been learning, what these right. issues mean, where, you know, and how they can make a difference on these issues. So we're going to be doing that all summer with older youth. So those are kind of our core four programs right now. Um, and we also entered a partnership with the health department and Douglas County in this last year on sort of an equity project to get meaningful feedback from the community and especially from marginalized sort of voices. Um, to make sure that their stories are incorporated into the county's food system plan. And so we're kind of wrapping up that right now. Um, the food plan is is hopefully going to be adopted here in the next month or so. And um, it's been that's been a really, really cool process. We hired um, seven what we call community coordinators from just diverse backgrounds and perspectives. And um, they went through kind of leadership training and food systems training and then went out to their own communities, people that they were already connected to, uh, mm -hmm. to gather those stories and feedback about food, barriers to food, whether it's affordability or um, not being able to access culturally appropriate food. Um, and we took all those ideas and, and a lot of them are being incorporated into the food plan, but we're also gonna be utilizing a lot of that community mm -hmm. feedback to um, inform our programming at the site once we move in too. So. So we're kind of already doing yeah. a lot. We, yeah, we are. And, <laughs> so, and we always want to be community driven yes. and taking those ideas from the community and mm -hmm. um, yeah, shaping our programs. Yeah. So probably rather than adopting things that are, yeah. are out there, we definitely will partner with those mm -hmm. folks because those, you know, we'll have people come in and do workshops at our site mm -hmm. from other groups and things like that, but um, probably not fold them under our umbrella, but instead kind of just keep talking to the community about what they what gaps need to be filled and what they want. Uh -huh. 
So, I mean, I, I have a lot of questions, and then I also have these like little thoughts uh -huh. that I should probably put into email to you, but I'm going to say them out loud. One is in terms of when you said culturally appropriate kids, um, maybe, maybe, maybe there's a way of doing a little partnership event with Tom Liso, who recently published a book um, that is on the Menominee tradition, and it's a it's recipes and family stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, he is the, the husband of Denise Lowe, who's a former poet laureate of Kansas. They yeah. have a small press, man, oh, publications. Cool. But, but the specifically Tom's book and Tom talking about some of that might be sort of like uh, in a way of engaging some new people to learn about Sunrise. And, and you know, that just, that, that came to mind. Yeah. And the other, the other community thing that, that I've gotten to know more about is the Lawrence Laboratory, which mm -hmm. is teaching oh, yeah. um, those classes, and Katie Winter mm -hmm. is a founder oh, yeah. of that. Yeah, you know, Katie. so oh, you yeah. know, I can sure imagine some yeah. things that maybe some people would teach through the Lawrence Laboratory that connect to yes. things going we've, on. Yes, we've we're connected. And we actually, yeah, we're part of that. So we, so oh, I think sometimes she advertises she promotes our, our stuff, workshops, and things. And very cool. Yeah, yeah. Very cool resource. Lots sure. of cool things happening in Lawrence for yes. sure. Yeah. So we don't feel like we have to do. All of it because yeah. there there's there are so many good organizations and people out there doing these really cool creative yeah. things so yeah. one of yeah. the needs always and this comes from my long nonprofit background is how to make it easy for people to get information about things that are happening mm -hmm. and so I know like Katie That's... for the Lawrence Laboratory one thing she's doing is a community yep. education calendar yep. that anybody can send information for for right. education events I love it but I don't know whether there is at some point somebody that's affiliated with Sunrise or one of the other groups that might say let's let's at least make a, a virtual hub so people can easily find this stuff because right. You can't use it unless you know about exactly. it. Exactly. Well, and you we've, can't volunteer yeah, absolutely. or support right. it with donations yeah. unless you know about it. <laughs> we found that to be the case on yeah. a lot of things in our community, like Common Ground Program, where you can, you know, community gardens and things that people could could easily plug into if they know about it. Right. So, right. yeah, just thinking about how to make that information more accessible because it kind of you kind of have these little bubbles where people know all about it and making sure that that information is disseminated. So yeah. and again, that's just about going out and actually talking to people yeah. instead of just making assumptions about like what, how to reach people. Yeah. Like that's going to be the cool thing about having our center is that it's a place where anybody can come and we can just be having community conversations mm -hmm. about like how to fill that gap and how people communicate best and mm -hmm. get to get their information. So, so let's talk about the center, the actual site, the, yeah. the land mm -hmm. and building at 1501 Lenard in Lawrence yeah. that you all will, will have as your home base. What's yeah. what's going to be actually happening there? Yeah. So we yeah. So in the beginning, it'll grow, right. it'll change, it'll evolve. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's already yes. done. That. We've already done that. Okay. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, yeah. So when we started the nonprofit two years ago, um, this space that used to be Sunrise Garden Center and Pence um, Garden Center before that um, have been sitting up for sale for about a year and a half, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, we're you know we were a startup nonprofit. We're crazy enough to start a nonprofit, but then also we're like, we really want this site. This would be such an ideal spot for this. It's within walking distance of many schools. It's in, you know, mixed income neighborhoods and just um, really great location and obviously has these huge greenhouses and um, lots of space, but we didn't necessarily need the whole three acres and we obviously couldn't afford it. And so we kind of started looking out for business partners um, that maybe we could share the site with um, to start anyway. And so um, we heard through the grapevine that Dave and Susan Milstein 
who um, are longtime community members. People probably <clears throat> might recognize their name, but they, you know, own the Free State Building, Liberty Hall, Casbah, um, have fixed up and renovated lots of historic buildings throughout town. And they're also partners in Central Soy Food, the tofu facility. And we kind of heard through the grapevine that they were looking for a space to build a new processing facility for the tofu. So we reached out to them and just became fast friends and, and just grew to have a really great relationship. And um, he really liked, you know, liked hearing about what we were doing and we were all really inspired by the site. And so um, we were lucky enough to land um, a friendship with these folks. And so that he, he developed a new LLC that purchased the whole site and he's still kind of the main shareholder. We have a small share in it now too, along with a few other folks. Um, but we'll mostly be tenants. And so we're fixing up what used to be the retail space, the retail building, to be kind of that neighborhood center. We'll have a community kitchen and workshop space and offices, which will be fantastic. Ooh. We've been working out of our homes. For the we last. just picked out our flooring, <laughs> which was exciting right before we got here. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, just imagining how beautiful it will be. And yeah. yeah, Emily and I able to have an office together yeah. will be, it'll feel luxurious for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, um, and then we'll be using um, one of the greenhouses as well. We've already started um, a vermicomposting project in there. Um, I don't know what that means. So, Worms. Uh, worm composting, basically. Oh. So Nicholas Ward, who's a filmmaker. Yeah, I know. Also mm -hmm. friends with Dave. Um, he is also into worms, it turned out. So he's, <laughs> he knows all, all about worms. worms. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the diverse. It's yeah, awesome. Ward. <laughs> he's our worm guy, and he's gotten, um, worked with us to get, we got, um, several grants, or there were several schools that got grants in partnership with us um, through the Green School Grants um, through KDHE. And um, so he's been working with the schools to develop curriculum and um, also has been picking up food scraps from the, the schools and bringing it back to our site, to our worm bin. So we've been like diverting all this food. Like, I can't, I, got, I wish I could remember the amount. I know. Hundreds of pounds yeah. of food that yeah. diverted from the schools. I had seen some Facebook posts yeah. from Nicholas yeah. about being in yeah. schools, and I wasn't quite sure what the connection He's the worm was. guy. Yeah. He's probably known as the worm guy. Yes. The and the kids love them. Oh, they I'm love sure. the worms. He's yeah. awesome at it. Yeah. So he just got another big grant, so we'll be expanding that. So, like, a good portion of our greenhouse space will be filled with worms. And then we'll also have like organic transplants and do lots of educational things, but also be able to hopefully generate some revenue on site. Yeah. So that we're not always competing and begging for funds. Hopefully uh, we'll be a little more self-sufficient eventually. Uh, and um, we're, we're also developing a, a garden, a community garden on the front side on 15th street. That's going to be sort of a multicultural garden. We've been, Based on that feedback we got through our food equity project, we've been hearing a lot about, like I said, people not being able to access food that's, you know, tradition, that's part of their cultural mm -hmm. traditions that they miss and um, can't find the grocery stores, um, but can be grown here. And so we've been get, getting lots of feedback about what, what people would like to grow and we'll have it um, set up similarly to our orchard, which is that, you know, um, volunteers just come in to kind of help maintain it regularly, but then anybody can come in and pick the right food so because a lot of what we hear also is that people just don't have don't have the time space resources skills. knowledge yeah. so this yeah. is a way for them to have that connection to a garden yeah. and culturally appropriate food mm -hmm. um and so we can all learn from that so yeah, yeah. that's a partnership with sierra mm -hmm. club so that, yeah. that was interesting. Yeah. yeah our garden planting day is may 7th yes so anybody can come out and help us plant the garden so what are some of the ways that people find out about things? You and I talked, we mm -hmm. talked before we were on there, but what are some of the ways that people We find keep out our about Facebook page 
Um, so it's on Facebook, it's Sunrise Project KS. We keep that updated. We have a newsletter that you can sign up for at our website and our website main page always has our events and what's happening um, on it. We also are on Instagram, the Sunrise Project and Twitter. And I'm going to say you'll probably have a lot of visibility in events with the East Lawrence News as well. We are. Yes. And that, that's such a great mm -hmm. that, that I live on the Orient neighborhood side. I don't live in East Lawrence, mm -hmm. but there's so much cool stuff in there. I just said, yeah. please put me on. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, it's another great way <laughs> so for actually, sure. Yeah. yeah. I used to work with nice. Lane at mm -hmm. ACCA actually. So mm -hmm. she's sweet and supports us and always reaches out to have us it's close to yeah. Will you guys be doing little things at the Cotton's Farmer's Market, speaking of East Lawrence and the newsletter and visibility? They've been a huge supporter. They are. We have tabled there before, but yeah. yes, the Cotton's are very supportive yeah. and have done little fundraisers for us and yeah. help. they help us get the word out about things. Uh -huh. yeah. Um, they're yeah. awesome. They're great, and they're right down the street, so great partners. We love yeah. them. So when will you actually be able to work together in that building? What's your timeline at this point? <laughs> Throw it out there. Grand opening, <laughs> June seventeenth. Oh, cool! Yeah, so oh, that's very soon, finally. I mean, yes, it's been yes, yes. Seven, but yeah. Trust us, we're we're <laughs> very excited to be putting this date out there, and um, we welcome everybody to our grand opening. Yeah. Um, it'll be five to eight p.m. All kinds of activities and food, and um, a really fun time. Music, drinks, drinks, yeah. And I, I mentioned an email when we were talking about the show that I was talking to Candy Davis recently, yeah. who talked about how intriguing it was to learn about the history yeah. of the building, the greenhouse building mm -hmm. and the tables. I don't know yeah. whether you're going to have anyone. Tables. Yeah, the cement tables yeah. that were built by high school students. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. So Dave like, knows more of the history yeah, than he, we do because he's just done all yeah. the research. Uh -huh. um, but it is pretty cool. It was built in 1927. and. It's only been through two or three mm -hmm. entities before us. So people were just, you know, people are just so excited to have, people are so nostalgic about that spot. So many people used to work there or just mm -hmm. hang out there yeah. and bring their families there. And so we hear a lot of um, positive feedback mm -hmm. from the neighborhood and from everybody that they're just so excited that it was kind of saved and preserved and right. will be a community benefit. It will be a five-story apartment. Exactly. <laughs> that was the little... fear. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I live three doors down oh, from the site. Yeah. <laughs> just happened to yeah. and so i you know I, I can hear the neighbors and i have a lot of friends in the neighborhood that yeah. you know it's a relief that the property is being transformed the way that it is and uh -huh. that's being preserved as well uh -huh. um so can't wait to see everybody there on june 17th um uh -huh. enjoying that space uh -huh. yeah yep. those high school students um work is paying off by holding up worms absolutely <laughs> <laughs> We've also been doing a cooking class over at Haskell. That's another one of our activities mm -hmm. we've been doing. Oh, that's cool. It's been really fun. That's kind of been one of our first. Well, Lawrence Fruit Tree Project is very, mm -hmm. um, it has been mostly adult focused. Kids are always welcome at the orchard too, but that's kind of our been our only sort of adult program so far um, before the Haskell cooking. Um, and that's just been a real joy to work with those folks over there. And so we're really excited to just expand beyond just working with youth too and working with all ages uh -huh. and multi-generational sort of activities at the site. And uh -huh. so, yeah. So you mentioned the, the fruit orchard. Tell people exactly yeah. where that is. Yeah, it's um, the address is 830 Garfield Street. Nobody really knows where Garfield is, though. Um, it's basically 13th and Delaware, right along the Burroughs Creek Trail. And we just expanded so that there is a portion of our orchard is directly on the trail now. 
Um, we're kind of trying to come up with ways for people to get across the little creek um, to the orchard because it's it's just been kind of hard to access without going around back. Um, but yeah, 830 Garfield, um, if you you can see it from the Burroughs Creek Trail mm -hmm. and now you can get to it, a portion of it off the trail. So yeah, we've been there five years now. Wow. So there's all kinds of things, fruiting. It's beautiful. It's really a beautiful spot. We put in a picnic table and a bench. And so we're making it more and more a destination where you can uh -huh. enjoy your time there. Yeah. But can we eat some fruit? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hang out. It's a park. I mean, it is. Yeah, that's what we just frame it as like, this is just a mm -hmm. park. It just yeah. happens to be all edible, you know? What fruit trees are there currently? We have persimmons, pawpaws, um, Asian pear, yeah. jujube. Jujubes. I didn't know that was a fruit. Yeah, this is our, Skylar. I have our... learned a lot yes. being at the orchard, trust me. Is, that, is, is there any reason there's a candy called that? I mean, is there any connection? Oh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> good question. Yeah. yeah. It must be something. I'm, you know, like strawberry, you know, do strawberry candy really have strawberry in it? But yeah. it's probably, it probably has some kind of a connection. Asian but yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, I think it comes from China, I think. Um, yeah, that's what, that's what yeah. Heining said. That yeah. She wanted some at okay. sunrise too. Cool. So, cool. Um, yeah, they just grow really well here, it turns out. So, our coordinator is very pumped about GDBs. Yeah. I know about <laughs> papas because there are papa uh -huh. trees on the grounds of the light center. Oh, yeah. They're all over in the woods around here. Yeah. We have a few at the site too. They're starting to flower now, which it's like my favorite flower. Um, but yeah, yeah, they're just, you know, the, the fruit tree guys, you know, have done a lot of research about what, what fruit grows really well in our region. Mm -hmm. So, that's kind of what has been picked to be planted there for the most part is, mm -hmm. you know, we plant some things that just the community wants to, um, cherries and things like that. But mm -hmm. I try to like make sure that they're gonna stick around and not being disease or pest you know, mm -hmm. ridden. So things that are, that yeah. are yeah, that okay, well, well suited. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, interesting. It's fun, it's a beautiful So how's that worked in the past? Like how, in terms of the, the, your sense of how much of the fruit actually gets to people. And not that there's anything wrong with getting to animals too, because right. that obviously happens. Yeah, the squirrels works. get their share for yeah. sure. Yeah. I think that, I mean, it's just recently the past couple of years where it's, they've been fruiting. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Because, you know, fruit trees take time mm -hmm. and patience. And I think that we invite people every month to our work days. We, you know, post on Facebook about when things are ready to come out and pick. And uh -huh. I think that we do need to implement maybe yeah. a system where we can kind of track yeah. how much, yeah. but people do sign in and they'll say, I picked some pears. They're delicious. Oh, nice. You know, yeah. so yeah. Uh, we do get feedback like that. Um, but it's, it's really a lot of fun. And uh -huh. um, I have a nine-year-old that I bring out to the work days and she's always learned something and kids love to feel useful. Uh -huh. And so, you know, yeah. even just wheeling a wheelbarrow around and just helping do the mulching and then we can go back and pick the fruit and you feel like you, you have that connection to actually uh -huh. having help there. So uh -huh. yeah, it's all, it's, yeah, I just love that place so much. I, yeah. And I didn't know about it until, you know, having yeah. met Emily and yeah. working with Healthy Sprouts. And yeah. so I was one of those people that just didn't know about all these things that were happening in the community. Yeah. And so. Yeah. We definitely want to get the word out more about yeah. the orchard and we yeah. have weekly work days people can come they can work or they Monthly. can just come hang out we just call them community orchard days because you uh -huh. don't want to force people to work but uh -huh. um so the, they'll be every third saturday of, of each month uh -huh. so the next one is may 20th so we'd love to have we do it from 10 to 2 and you can drop in you know just for however long you want we uh -huh. always have snacks and it's just a nice community um get together meet your neighbors and put in a little sweat if you feel like it uh -huh. but yeah we'd love for more people to come out and check it out 
So is the hope to inspire this to happen in other places? Definitely, yeah. I think, you know, the fruit tree project has always had kind of a vision of like the whole city just being planted with fruit trees. And so one step at a time, but I think yeah. that's definitely in our future is just having a lot more fruit trees in public parks and yeah. all around the city for people to eat. That's they are, they helped pass an ordinance years ago. It didn't used to be legal to pick fruit off of the city trees. So they helped change that <laughs> ordinance. It yeah. must go to the animals yeah. only, not to people <laughs> or to race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. It wasn't a difficult passage. I think the commissioner will yeah. be. Yeah. Uh, yes. But. Yes. <laughs> and we just planted two Asian pear trees at Cordley mm -hmm. Elementary. Uh -huh. um, they asked us to come help them do that. So yeah. there's a few little projects like that where we help plant and provide technical assistance. Mm -hmm for the planting of trees. Uh -huh. yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, the more fruit trees, perennial food plants out there, yeah. the better. And yeah. we'll likely have like a big fruit tree fundraiser sale next year. So mm -hmm. that's cool. get, get more trees out there. And we planted how many 20. trees at, how many trees on, at oh. Sunrise? Oh, at Sunrise we have, or is it that, maybe it's not that many. Can't remember now. We also have fruit yeah, trees. <laughs> this will be the second year that they're in. That's so cool. it's yeah. fun because we're recording here near 11th in Tennessee and at yeah. the Ad Astra House, mm -hmm. 11th in Kentucky, hmm. they have some peach trees and they might have something else too. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it's peach trees that they planted really close to the sidewalk. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I, I would walk by with the dogs and why are there these pits on the ground? Oh, <laughs> and picking a piece of fruit and eating it. That's good. I'm glad they're eating it. That's yeah. awesome. Too often I walk by houses and there's just like tons of pears or something just yeah. all over the ground that everyone's yeah. picking. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully people. Yeah, it makes sense them. having it. Look, when we first moved into this house, one of the living in the old part of town, and I don't know how it is, you know, where you live, but the lots are very small mm -hmm. and the the sunlight because of the houses it's it's difficult yeah we had i think there were three or four fruit trees in the yard and over time they didn't last but it was it was overwhelming like because like when you say the pear trees the pear tree was so prolific yeah and there were so many animals eating things on right it, that it was like you know it's like if you want to cut it in half you can have this pear otherwise <laughs> the squirrels will finish it obviously yeah oh yeah you definitely have and so it's to share the, wildlife. The community <laughs> idea seems really yeah. great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we do workshops and things out there too. So yeah. right. Skylar's already done a pruning and a grafting workshop this um, year. And then on May um, 13th, we have an herbal Kansas medicinal herb nice. um, workshop. Christina or Christine um, Kosserog is going to do the workshop and talk about, Christine. you know, Christine. Yeah. Two girls rock Awesome. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So she's going to teach how um, different things that maybe appear as weeds and things in our uh -huh. um, region can be used for food and drink and medicine. So uh -huh. That's, that's great. Really exciting. Ten to, 10 to noon on May 13th. So and so and, and when things just are closed up, the Facebook will be yeah. a great yep. place. To there is a Facebook to... event about that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. And that'll be helpful because it's like, oh, you, there's so much going on. I know. And so time. I want to take a quick break. Okay. And when we come back, I want to have you guys talk a little bit about how people can get involved and help do some of the things mm -hmm. and help donate if they're able, you know, but how people can get involved, not just to benefit from it, but to mm -hmm. be part of it. But right now we're going to hear from a couple of the Lawrence Kansas businesses that sponsor LawrenceHips.com. And I say thank you to Daniel Smith, who does all the technology stuff. 
so people actually get to hear the conversations. Yay, Daniel. Thanks, Thank Daniel. We'll be right back with more about the sunrise. Hey, welcome back to Talk With Me. And again, today, my guests are Melissa and Emily from the Sunrise Project, which is getting ready for a grand opening. And it's been in the works for two years. So that reminds us there's a lot that goes into <laughs> providing things for the community. Oh, yeah. And so now that we've tantalized you with some of the cool <laughs> things going on, Let's talk about how people can help. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We use, well, I think Emily might have already mentioned, it's just the two of us and Skylar, who's about 20 hours a month. I'm 30 hours a week. Emily's full-time. And so a lot, the way we accomplish a lot of the things that we do is with volunteers. Mm -hmm. um, so they help make things possible. So we'll have, we're always looking for volunteers that can do anything from mowing so the orchard is very volunteer driven. Um, so we we look for volunteers to do mowing, look for volunteers. Today I'll have some helping me cook in the classroom at two o'clock. We have volunteers help at our plant cell that we'll be having this Saturday. And um, when we're on site, we'll have all kinds of ways to plug in and different tasks and things for every interest level, like the garden and um, the worm project. And so I think just about anybody can find something interesting to do, um, for sunrise. We're, we love to have somebody making flyers, for example, yes. um, graphic yeah. design, right. um, you name it. Uh, we can find a place for you to plug in. Um, and so I'll talk, I bring up the volunteers cause I do a lot of the volunteer management. So, mm -hmm. I love getting new people involved that way. And often volunteers find it very meaningful and sure. um, get to meet new people and get to do new things. So uh -huh. it's always a fun way to get involved with Sunrise Project. Yep. And again, we're gonna have our plant, we'll be planting that new garden on um, May 7th at two o'clock. So we'd love to have people come out and do that, but we'll also just need people to regularly help with that garden out front too. So I think people are excited to just be able to spend some time at that site too and be able to plug in and of opportunities and of course yes donating <laughs> we would love for um folks to donate the first year that we started i think we got over a hundred thousand dollars worth of donations just from individuals throughout the community which mm -hmm. was obviously how we were able to start right. so we're super grateful to the community and to all of the individuals who have donated along the way um that's kind of waned a little bit we've gotten some more grants to kind of um help out there which has been awesome the last two weeks we actually got three um really great funding um, opportunities come through. So um, we, the Chris Foundation is has basically paid for our entire renovation project. They um, gave us a grant last year to get us started. And then we just found out last week that we got the second round. So we're super, super over the moon about that. So we don't have to um, necessarily scrounge together the money to finish off the renovation. Such a relief. Such a relief. Yeah. 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 And then um, we were one of the beneficiaries of the St. Patrick's Day Parade Committee yeah. this, this mm -hmm. year. So and they raise more than they ever have this year. So uh -huh. we um, were lucky enough to split the funds with Big Brothers Big Sisters and Douglas County Casa. And each of us, each organization got $25,000. Right. We thought we'd maybe get 10. Yeah, we, so, we just didn't know. We so were exciting. so shocked. It was yeah. awesome. So yeah. exciting. And then we just found out that the Kansas Health Foundation um, is has awarded us a $25,000 capacity grant um, this year. So we're super grateful to them. We love the Kansas Health Foundation. They're um, obviously huge supporters of a lot of what happens in our community and throughout the state mm -hmm. um, but they're also really well aligned with our mission and mm -hmm. that they do understand 
the sort of equity approach and that people and that civic engagement is a huge part of health. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so we're really well aligned with that organization and happy to finally, um, yeah, well, we also, they helped support our, um, food plan equity project last year too. They were one of the grant um, funders for that too. Mm -hmm. So we have had some, luckily some relief in the last couple yes. months, but we definitely depend on the community to, to continue giving and helping us, um, mm -hmm. especially as we move into the site, you know, costs continue to kind of, we're, I mean, we are, the, the good thing is like, we are really frugal or is it like, we do a lot on a very low budget, so yeah. we don't need a ton, but you know we do need we do need the continued support of the community so yeah that's always they can people can always donate online on our, on our website and there's um they can also fill out a form online to to volunteer with mm -hmm. us so if you click on take action on our website um there's a form to fill out to volunteer with us as well so and we strive to make everything we do very accessible so mm -hmm. um like emily mentioned the herb workshop coming up we do everything donation based so mm -hmm. You know, if you don't have, you know, any money to donate towards Sunrise Project, but you want to come and learn, we welcome you. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as people are thinking about where to give and, you know, how to make a difference locally, just know that we're making sure that anyone who wants to participate in our programs is able to. Mm -hmm. So we make everything a sliding scale donation based mm -hmm. um, for those who participate. So, yeah, we do do a lot um, with a little. Mm -hmm. And we're determined. This, we we just went to a college class yesterday up at KU and um, talked about Sunrise Project. And I think our story is about determination, not giving up. And just <laughs> you know, like Kansas Health Foundation, we apply and apply and apply, and then you know we get it. Yeah. So um, we gave a presentation to the St. Patrick's Day Committee. Didn't get it that year. Came back, did it again. You know, so mm -hmm. we. Yeah, we're, we're persistent. Um, and, and I think between the two of us, we're making things happen. And, yeah. and I mean, I'm proud of everything we've done. Absolutely. I just want to say, like, I just yeah. don't think we reflect enough on that. Mm -hmm. And I think Absolutely. we've and done with, a great job. Yeah. And with, yeah, yeah I mean, with, with the, the community. community yeah. So many awesome partners along it's, the way that we've worked with to other organizations and, um, you know, another thing we just always emphasize is like, we aren't experts either. Right. So, you know, we don't, we don't, you don't have to be like an expert, um, you know, gardener or horticulturalist, you don't have to have like a degree in horticulture mm -hmm. or, you know, to come like do a presentation with us. So that's another way people can plug in. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Once we're at the site, yeah. we definitely want people to come in and do their own workshops on, you know, their grandma's pie recipe, uh -huh. or, you know, just how they have have figured out how to grow tomatoes the best here or whatever it is, you know, mm -hmm. just sharing knowledge and you don't have to be an expert. In traditions, yeah. We aren't experts. We're not, you know, we're not, um, we don't have our masters in horticulture or yeah. we're not. And that's why that collaboration chefs. is so yeah. important yeah. is yeah. we yeah. can draw from other people exactly. and exactly together make it happen. So yeah. is there kind of a core group, whether it's kind of a collective loose or maybe more traditional mm -hmm. board of directors or advisory council or something? Is there, is there some, set of people that really are there and help you all do what you're doing yeah we have a board of directors um that kind of sprung out of both the lawrence fruit tree project um core leadership team and we have an advisory committee to start with mm -hmm. when we first started this um this idea we kind of brought together a whole bunch of people that were just interested in the site and then what we were envisioning and so it really was based on input from a whole lot of um, people on that advisory committee and beyond 
And then a few people from that advisory committee kind of mm -hmm. joined onto the board too. And now we're, we're kind of evolving. It's been really a working board that's been mm -hmm. on, on the, the ground, ground just too. helping get it set up um, and established. Um, and we're kind of transitioning. They're still, they're still pretty hands-on, but um, transitioning to more of like a, a board that helps fundraise and mm -hmm. just does a lot of the financial oversight and all that. So we've mm -hmm. gotten a few new members recently that we're really excited about. Um, and we're gonna so that's another that's another opportunity yeah. though is that we do have we will definitely have some more spaces for the board mm -hmm. coming up so if people are interested especially people who are um, passionate and experienced in fundraising <laughs> we would love to have mm -hmm. people join the board that um, both like our mission and what we're doing but also have some experience in fundraising so mm -hmm. definitely reach out great addition interested. yeah yeah how about some more stories like about the impact mm -hmm. on you and your families on people who've, who've sure. been things You've done things with Sunrise. Mm -hmm. Sure. What, what kind of to give people a real feel because there's so much information yeah. that you guys have thrown out. There's yeah. all these cool projects and some are in schools and some are in parks and some are, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, so so what is that? What does that look like in terms of actual impact? Some, somebody's yeah. family, somebody's kids, right. somebody themselves. We have lots of those. Yeah, oh, there's yeah. so many. I know when we were um, telling some of these yesterday. So just yeah. thinking about today, I'll be at Corley at two o'clock cooking in a classroom and um, this would be the third third grade class at Cordley, so I've been doing that this month, uh -huh. and I always walk away feeling so good about it because the kids, so many of the kids have never had a knife in their hands, and we use child safe knives, so I'm not like endangering anybody's <laughs> life, but we bring in <laughs> chainsaw. They just, you know, for so many different reasons, just haven't had been able to be immersed in that way in like transforming food. Uh -huh in a group and, and enjoying themselves. And yesterday I was talking about um, one of my favorite kids that I worked with at Cordley after school program. We worked together for two years. He was in the program for two years. And um, when he first started, he didn't want to try anything. He had a very limited, you know, like a lot of kids, like I already know what I like. I don't want to try anything. Mm -hmm. um, we'd make things and just, he'd just be like, that's horrible, no. And <laughs> I know him and he comes from a food insecure uh, family, uh -huh. um, his sister's raising him and he had a good time with him. And then finally, the second year he was, tr we had built a relationship together. He trusted me. He uh -huh. trusted uh, my counterpart, Crystal, who was working with me a lot. And he started trying everything uh -huh. and he would, he was so proud and he would always take stuff home to show his sister what uh -huh. he had made and what uh -huh. he liked. And Things like that, where he could, he was able to make that connection to home. Yes. Um, and so his sister knew, okay, if I buy this at the supermarket, I know that he'll eat it. Uh -huh. And I'm not risking, you know, part of my food budget yeah. on something that he won't eat. So right. I love talking about him and just how important those relationships are that we're building uh -huh. um, and having a good time with, good time with the kids. So they trust us and, you know, they want to see the seeds grow. They want uh -huh. to try the food and they want to be out in the environment learning about pollinators. Um, yeah. It's, we hear so many stories like yeah. that where it's just, you know, we're kind of going through the motions, <clears throat> doing our thing. And then you find out that just the smallest thing just sparked, you know, inspiration. So like recently, the food plan equity project I was telling you about, you know, where these community coordinators went out and talked to people about their stories. One of them just told me I ran into her just at the grocery store and she was like, I just wanted to tell you too, sometimes those things happen where you just, you know, plant a seed and then yeah. it evolves over time. And she had been talking about culturally appropriate food with some um, Spanish speaking moms and they were inspired just by having talked to her 
to go out and start their own culturally specific um, community garden through the That's common ground great. program, you know? So it just, yeah, people, people, that happens a lot where people, yeah. sometimes people just take like a watermelon seed home with them mm -hmm. from a child care center and they suddenly are inspired to start their own garden. Uh-huh. And sometimes, you know, it just happens. I always tell the story about the littlest ones even. So hopefully you guys haven't heard this before. <laughs> I'll have to switch up the story eventually. But so I just, it was one of those moments for me because we work with the, even the tiniest kids in the community. And um, there was one, once when I went out to an in-home childcare provider's home, and we was working with a one-year-old and we planted um, just in a pot, just planted some lettuce seeds in a pot, watered them. You know, I left, came back two weeks later because they hadn't checked on them yet. And they were like, oh, why don't you come back and we'll all go check on them. And these kids can't even speak yet, really. Mm -hmm. They're not able to really communicate. So you can't really, it's hard to tell sometimes mm -hmm. if they're really yeah. picking up on things. But we walked out and there were sprouts and one of the little ones just goes, they grow! Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's like so simple, but it's just, you realize that even... The littlest ones, it's it's hitting home. They're they're like making the connections That's and realizing great. this is where food comes from, and then they're much more inspired to try it and you know you and start there, forming those habits early. And there's been several times where we go and we do like a cooking project with you know preschoolers, and their teacher will tell us that's the first time that kid mm -hmm. has eaten yeah at the, at the daycare at or the preschool. Um, and so it just helped them push through something they needed to. And just, uh -huh. and I think it's really that communal experience and, uh -huh. and making it fun. But, you know, we just, yeah, we do hear these anecdotes and these stories about the difference that it's making, which is what's been inspiring us to keep, you know, uh -huh. working towards yeah. um, getting Sunrise open and on off the ground and running. And that's what inspires us to keep yeah. doing what we're doing. That's great. Yeah. Pretty fun. We're yeah. pretty, we're pretty lucky. Yeah, yeah. happy to be doing all Love it. So, like with some <laughs> of that work, are you hoping to train some volunteers who would also do those cooking experiences in some other childcare providers, places, and and public schools? Yeah, is that something that's that our hope. I mean, our yeah. hope is always to be in, be inspiring. So, I think that there are daycare preschool teachers that have seen us come in and do things with the kids and they saw how amazing mm -hmm. it was with the kids and it wasn't as maybe the nightmare that maybe they thought it would be and that Nobody it was fun. Right, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Nobody threw up um, on you. <laughs> so sometimes it's just, <laughs> yeah. So sometimes it's just showing like, this is a way you can do it and then it's inspiring them to do it themselves uh -huh. with their kids. Yeah. Um, yeah, we work with volunteers with our older kids who you know, maybe once we're on site, it could be something that mm -hmm. they can take on. Um, we always are looking for, like, mm -hmm. especially at the child care centers, it'd be nice to just have volunteers mm -hmm. that were kind of a liaison with, like, just kind of adopted one of the child care centers and could, okay. you know, peek their head yeah. in and at least, like, make sure that the garden is being maintained. Because it, it is difficult mm -hmm. to maintain a garden when you've got 10 to 20, you know, yeah. small children yeah. running around out there. So, you know, just be willing to go out and weed every once in a while yeah. and make sure things are watered at a child care center that's in your neighborhood or that you have some connection with would be a cool way to plug in too. So. And, and so one of my reminders to our listeners is, you know, if they're hearing this and thinking, oh, I think Sunrise should do this mm -hmm. kind of project. Yeah. If you have that kind of suggestion, then make that kind of offer about how you're going to help make Exactly, because that's one of the things yeah. that can get overwhelming is people can say, You should do this. Should oh, do absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we definitely, I that. think that's yep. fabulous. Uh -huh. Are you gonna help us? Yeah, exactly. That? exactly. <laughs> and that's why, you know, we, that's why we have some of the partners that we have, yep. like with Nicholas. You know, that 
worked out because he came with like a plan and a funding stream and like the expertise and so now so he, funny. Yeah, he does it yeah, yeah. mostly without us so yeah that kind of thing is great so there might be people that kind of affiliate yeah. with and that's what Sunrise. yeah and that's what i mean once we have that space that's kind of what we want to offer is just this is a safe space where people can gather and do things that they you know you know organize and uh, do activities that they've been wanting to do uh-huh so hopefully everybody will like the color of our floor <laughs> but you have and to feel welcome there to the building to see it. You know? Yeah, it's a surprise. Right, right. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> right. it's going to be amazing. We're doing some site tours with small yeah. groups right now. But yeah. yeah, that'll be the day. It'll be really fun. It's going to be fun to have people. Wow. So on the three acres, mm -hmm. the Sunrise Building that we recognize from yeah. 15th Street. That's that's going to be the the main headquarters for Sunrise Project. Yeah, it's a, a little portion bit. of it. <laughs> It okay. is a little bit confusing because if you look straight at the retail spot, that front spot will probably still be some kind of retail, just the very, very front of it. Oh, okay. But then you get past like a certain few feet and then where the, the rest of the building is, is our sort of neighborhood center. So our entrance will actually be along uh, Leonard okay. Avenue. And I didn't really mention everybody else that's still mm -hmm. that's on the site too. So like we said, we, we didn't need the whole site and we wanted to share it with some folks. So I did mention Central Soy Food and, and they will be building a new building for that tofu facility. But we also share then the two big greenhouses that you see off of 15th Street, um, or the ones that are closest to 15th Street, are occupied by Lawrence Organics, which is a combination of Jill Elmers from Moon on the Meadow Farm, and Kevin Prather and Jesse Asmussen from Mellow Fields Urban Farm. They kind of started their own business of um, organic transplants and greens that they're growing inside of the greenhouse there. So they share the space. Then there's another um, farm called One Heart Farm that uses the back um, hoof houses, which you can't really, you know, unless you've walked around the whole property, you might not even know those are there. But um, and then seeds from Italy has actually is in the middle of renovating that garage, so they'll have their seed warehouse and offices on space too. So it's definitely a hub of or a hive of activity. <laughs> I like hive, hive. yeah, <laughs> uh, activity. But it's just really cool. Everybody, you know, everybody's aligned in their sort of mission and goals, and we get along well. And there's lots of partnership opportunities to work with those businesses and. Mm -hmm. Give people opportunities to learn about different parts of the food system and uh -huh. so it's yeah. a really cool collaboration and hopefully yeah. hopefully everybody still likes us once we move in here we've <laughs> <laughs> been moved in for a couple of years but here we come yeah yep. the whole community. It's, it's gonna be bursting with activities yeah. <laughs> yes yeah. Yeah. when will other things like you mentioned these different partners mm -hmm. that are on the site uh -huh. um when is there kind the of stages. a general time schedule that by the end of 2018, all of that stuff Everybody will be going on, or hmm. do you even know? Central Soy Foods is definitely the last um, one that I haven't even started yet, so I'm not sure what the timeline is on that exactly, but um, the farmers are all already there. in there doing it and have been for the last year or two. And then oh. Seeds from Italy is in the middle of renovating. It's so, summer, yeah. June, they said. June, okay. Yeah. So they'll be moving about the mm -hmm. same time we do. So Central Soy Food is the only one that's kind of um, on the back burner for now, but eventually it involves construction that's yeah they've yeah. got to build a whole new building and yeah. you know that Flatting takes that takes money yeah, yeah. And, we've definitely learned yeah. a lot about just the oh my process gosh. and the zoning and the <laughs> wow yeah yeah permits and <laughs> yeah yeah so we not only started a nonprofit but also a big construction project that yeah has taught us a lot <laughs> that's great but it'll be a really great space and lots to learn lots yeah to so we're, we'll be starting our um Summer Youth Program, um, Sunrise Youth, or Sunrise Young Activists is what we ended up calling our whole sort of older youth programming. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but we're specifically going to have summer programming like we did last year, like I mentioned um, in the mornings. Bill. Youth will go out to different agencies and do service projects, and then we'll come back to the Sunrise site and do um, learning about the different issues in our community and how to take action on those issues. So that's kind of our first big programming we'll be doing at the site once we move in. Starting in like late, late June, we'll actually have youth in the site um, mm -hmm. doing programming, so that'll be fun. So are you looking for some volunteers to do some discussions with the kids in the afternoon? Yeah, people are interested Absolutely. in presentations on different issues throughout the community, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. if they have other sort of like social justice activities that they've done with youth, we'd love to have yeah, mm -hmm. that participation, because they'll get tired of hearing from us after a while. <laughs> they will need to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> and we have well, some, some lined up, but. And it'd be really great, you know, since a big part of, you know, what you've been talking about is bringing in people who represent all of us, not just exactly, you know, certain, you know, yep. more privileged people. Yep. So to have more involvement as some of the, the leaders of discussions with the exactly. youth would be very cool. Yeah, hearing for sure. people's actual stories and yeah, absolutely. That would be a really great way to pull you in. And where we, the enrollment for that is on our website, there's a link. Um, so if you're a youth age 12 to 18 or you know youth age 12 to 18 please let them know about our program mm -hmm. um it's filling up but we still have some spots left yeah. what's the time frame like it's, this time span of the summer yeah, june was, and july yeah so so they can sign for week-long week projects mm -hmm. um, but they span june and july one of the things that just because it's dear to my heart i think, I think could be really cool would be the girls rock lawrence which i mentioned it, yeah. it's a summer camp program for female and trans and gender non-conforming youth who are middle school, high school age. And it's a really team building thing as well as kids mm -hmm. playing music together and then perform it on the Saturday. That's yeah. awesome. But like if maybe some of those bands would come and perform. We've actually had them do that at our pie auction. So every year we have a pie auction okay. in August. Mm -hmm. That's one of our Everybody just loves it. It's our, one it's, of our biggest. Well, it's not really our. It's not. I don't know if it raises the more money, but it's just the most people fun. like it. It's a great community. <laughs> yes, and we will probably still have it at Hobbs Park just because it's a nice spot for it. We've been doing that there, and we had girls rock bands come oh, and play at, at a couple of those, and the Richards Rock Camp um, sent uh, a couple of kids too the first year. So, yeah, we love having those youth bands involved. And actually, yeah. that could be a cool thing for our open house, so our grand opening. So. Some of the, Ooh. I know some of the youth who've been part of Girls Rock mm -hmm. are very active in performing. Oh, yeah. They yeah. keep those bands going. Yeah. yeah. I love great, it. We yeah. love our organization. We're always trying. It's very cool. And it's the same yeah. kind of thing of bringing people yeah. together. Exactly. Doing projects together. And there's all this just personal, yeah, not just this personal benefit of trying things, building confidence. Exactly. You know, like Absolutely. A, I think about that with them too. It's like they're using music people. kind of like we use food, but to uh -huh. build community and confidence and leadership and, skills. And, and you yeah. will, like, I'll be at the library and I'll run to a youth that participate and like, when's the next project? You know, yeah. I'm tired of watching Netflix. Like yeah. they want yeah. to plug yeah. in and do things. So yeah. yeah, we hear how that program makes a difference too. Just yeah. the exposure and, you yeah. know, meaningful, yeah engagement yeah. we both have teenage daughters we do. so we that's a big part of why we wanted to do this <laughs> they we know how it is and they you know there's phones i don't think our kids participate yeah. anymore but um we know how <laughs> important it is to have them yeah. Yeah. yeah because we get i think in, in communities we get kind of limited about what we think about so yeah. kids can be in sports yes that's absolutely that's exactly what we always say it's don't want to be in theater so many ways to develop or an instrument yourself. or yeah yeah, yeah. 
and the, a lot of that is just about like self-development and sort of individualist sort mm-hmm. of mentality but it's like kids actually want to make a difference and make social change and be yeah. and i think it's on the radar yeah. even more than ever uh-huh. yeah. you know the past few years um the social issues that have you know emerged and yeah. they're they're they have good ideas mm-hmm. yeah. of how to address these things and they have courage and they have time mm-hmm. so i love hearing their ideas and seeing them put them into action. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to see what comes out of the summer's mm-hmm. week-long projects. Because mm-hmm. we'll continue that throughout the year too. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in the last couple of minutes that we have, how about highlighting a few of the soon coming events as well as the grand opening, just yeah. some things that Remind people me. might want to be aware of. And again, they can find stuff on the website and on yes. the Facebook page. You don't just have to be taking notes while you're, yeah. while you're listening to the show. <laughs> this is but, your last chance to know about it. <laughs> but what, what are some of the things that are coming up? So this weekend we have mm-hmm. um, on Saturday from one to four, we'll have our plant sale, our first plant sale. So we've purchased um, seedlings, certified organic seedlings from Lawrence Organics, the farm that's on site with us mm-hmm. and kind of grown those up. So there will be certified organic um, herbs, kale, lettuce, um, chard, rhubarb, native plants. And then we'll have, so that's just some to eat, some to decorate. That's right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Some tomatoes might yep. be ready by yep. then. Mm-hmm. Nasturtium, different flowers and things. So mm-hmm. that'll be one to four this Saturday at the Sunrise site. So you get to kind of get a sneak peek to and uh-huh. get your plants. Um, it's, I think, the only place you can get certified organic transplants. And then May's... We might have cookies as well. Oh, yeah. We'll have <laughs> oh, and we'll have massage from oh, Merkaba. Yeah, massage yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. from 1 to 2.30. So get there early and get, get a 15-minute massage. Or I don't even know if it's 15 minutes. Don't quote me on that. A quick <laughs> massage. Probably a chair massage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and then we'll have our second sale on Saturday, May 6th. So uh-huh. then we'll have more like tomatoes and peppers and summer plants at that one. And it'll, again, be one to four uh-huh. on that Saturday. And then we have... Then the day after that will yeah. be when we put in our multicultural garden. Um, if people have ideas for that, we'd love for them to email us, which is on our website. Um, come out, help us put the garden in from two to five that Sunday, May 7th. Mm-hmm. Yes, May 7th. Um, and then should I work day? Labor workshop first. So May, May 13th. 13th is a Saturday as well yep. from 10 to noon. We'll have that Kansas medicinal herb workshop with Christine Kosserog. Um, you can RSVP to me, my, my email's online. And then we'll have a work day, okay. Orchard Workday, May 20th, um, 10 to 2, you can plug into. So lots of cool stuff. <laughs> and then the grand opening. And then, yeah. June 17th. Time to party. Yeah. 5 to 8. Yeah. Do all that work and come party. Yeah. Yeah. I see <laughs> that. And that'll be great. And yeah. again, we want people to get involved yes. with ideas and time yeah. mm-hmm. and money when you can. Yeah. <laughs> and just spread the word, you know, just make sure yeah. if you know anybody who's interested in this, just get them in touch with us. We can do site tours with people, if, uh-huh. you know, early if they're interested in, uh-huh. in the site. So that's just great. contact us. Well, thank yeah. you both. Thank you for, for having, having us. Great, that was fun. Great learning more about the Sunrise Project. And, and again, people make sure that you keep up with Facebook and website of Sunrise Project Kansas so that you will know what kinds of things are going on and, and how you can be part of building that community. Yep. Fabulous. Yes. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Yeah. So long to our listeners.